This is Novice Tony. And this is Brother Joel. First off, we want to thank everyone for their support of this podcast, especially those of you who left a rating or review on iTunes. This is extremely important, and it helps others find our podcast. You might remember we left you with a bit of a cliffhanger in our last episode of the season, Electing an Abbot. Well, the abbatial election went rather smoothly, and on the morning of June 2nd, 2016, the monastic community elected Father Kurt Stasiak, OSB, as the 10th abbot and 7th archabbot of St. Minred Archabbey. We recently sat down with the newly elected archabbot Kurt to learn a little bit more about him and about his experience assuming the office of abbot. Uh, Father Abbott, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us a little bit today and to give our listeners a chance to listen to you. We were just wondering if you could tell us a little bit about yourself, like where you were born, when you became a monk, and what positions you've held over the years. Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, I think everybody's life story is interesting. Mine is, uh, I always find, one of the things I want to say is I shouldn't be here in the first place. But uh, I was born in Germany. Uh, to a German family. This was shortly after the Second World War and conditions were not very good. And my birth father died when I was about uh, six weeks old. And to make a long and interesting story somewhat short, uh, about five months after I was born, I was adopted by an American Air Force officer and his wife. And about a year after that, we came to the United States. Um, Being a military family now, Uh, I grew up in a variety of places, Texas, Florida, Virginia. I came to St. Minard as a college college freshman in 1970, studying for the Diocese of Richmond. And uh, the Benedictine life kind of grew on me, attracted me. And so by the time I was graduating from college, I decided to give the novitiate a try. That was 1974. I entered, made vows uh, the following year was ordained a priest in 1980. Uh, some of the positions I've held, I've primarily worked in our seminary, uh, been director of spiritual formation, I've been the vice rector, and uh, also the last six or seven years I've served as master of ceremonies in the monastery, and until a couple of weeks ago as our prior. Well, so now you're our archabbot. Um, one question I hear a lot from visitors on the hill is they want to know the difference between an abbey and an arch abbey and an abbot and an arch abbot. Well, the second question is really easy to answer. An arch abbot is in charge of an arch abbey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and an abbot is in charge of an abbey. Uh, the main difference between an arch abbey and an abbey, there are only nine arch abbeys in the world. Uh, two of them in North America. We are one of two. The main difference, what makes a, an abbey an arch abbey? It's partly uh, historical and, in large part, the contribution that that particular monastery has made to monasticism in that area or in that country. Uh, For example, we were one of the first uh, monastic settlements in North America, 1854, and in our history we have been blessed that we have started five other uh, monastic houses over the years. So, in large part, uh, in 1954, our 100th anniversary, if you will, our 100th birthday, we were given the uh, honor of becoming an Archabbey. I imagine there had to be a point within the election process where you realized you were about to be made the Archabbot of St. Minred. Could you give us an idea of what that may have felt like at the time or what may have been going through your head? I had a good night's sleep the night before the election. (laughs) 
uh, election morning during the Mass of our Holy Spirit. Uh, I, I knew it was a possibility that um, I would be elected the Archabbot. As we got more and more into the voting, that possibility grew into reality. Um, so I, I, was not, I was not totally surprised, but I, I certainly was anxious, uh, a little bit nervous, uh, certainly excited about it, certainly grateful, humbled that my confreres would put that kind of confidence in me. Um, so by the time we got around to counting the ballots and made the official announcement in the election chapter, uh, again, I was pretty much resigned to the fact or I had accepted the fact and it was just like, well, what's next? What's going to happen next? Let's go out and start doing it. Um, it certainly was an experience unlike any other that I've had. Well, I mean, I wasn't even in the room and it was an experience like I've never experienced. We were all sitting in the Abbey Church and all of a sudden we heard stare, like someone running down the steps to go into the Abbey Church and we thought it was Brother James coming to tell us we had an abbot. Right. And it happened to be Brent, our organ player, coming to practice the organ real quick. And we were like... False alarm. We said afterwards we all felt like expectant fathers in a, a waiting room. <laughs> yes, well, I felt a little bit like a mother giving birth. <laughs> so it's been a couple of weeks since the election or so. Um, how has the transition been going? Well, as far as I can tell, it's been going well. One of the, um, obviously one of the first decisions I had to make since I had been to monasteries prior is I had to select a confer whom I wanted to be my prior and take over those responsibilities. Uh, our election was on a Thursday, June 2nd, and the following Tuesday I made that appointment and announcement. And uh, I'm very happy with the choice and it seems like the community is too. It's Father John McMullen, who is in his 70s, actually comes from one of our daughter houses, one of those houses we founded that uh, led us to receive the honor of being an Archabbey. Uh, but Father John, I think, and I have both gotten off to a good start. He has such a bubbly personality, so... Uh, yeah. He does. He has the uh, energy of somebody much younger. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Father John is as much an extrovert as I am an introvert, so hopefully we're a good balance to each other in, in that regard. He's somebody who people like, people can talk to. He's somebody who listens, and uh, that's good. It's a, it's a good you know group of qualities. So we know that... Um, an Archabbot has an abbatial motto. Uh, we were wondering if you'd be able to share yours with us and also tell us the reason behind choosing that motto. Mine is from uh, Psalm 26 in the Grail Psalter. It's a verse that uh, I think in some ways is, explains itself. It's hope in him, hold firm, and take heart. Uh, that verse has always meant a lot for me, to me. Uh, hope in him, hope in the Lord, the, you know, the source of all we we have and are. Hold firm, even when times seem to be going roughly, uh, maintaining our trust in the Lord, holding on to Him, uh, letting Him embrace us. Uh, hope in Him, hold firm, take heart, always opening our, our hearts to the Lord and, and receiving His love. I know it's still pretty early in your abbacy, but is there anything in particular you would like to emphasize or focus on while you're abbot? Well, the thing that impresses me about the office of the abbot is, or about the election specifically, was my confreres 
called me to offer the very best I could to the community, what they thought was, was the very best I had. And that's a two-way street. I, I very much want to do what I can to invite my confreres in return to offer the very best they can so that all of us can continue to, as the rule says, you know, grow in the way of the Lord, uh, seeking God and walking the path of his commandments. So my confreres have called me. I see a good part of my task as Abbott as trying to call them. We want to thank all of our listeners again for your support during our first season of Echoes from the Bell Tower. We're planning to produce a second season for release next spring, and we need your help. We want to know what topics you're interested in hearing about on this podcast. To make a suggestion or ask a question, you can email us at podcast at edu. And remember, if you haven't done so already, please leave a rating or a review on iTunes. It will help others find our podcast. For more information or to listen to past episodes, visit our blog at stminerid.edu slash echoes.